This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. an informative one for you this week. That's right. We're giving sex. We're giving hoochie. We're giving comedy talk. And we're giving fart. Uh, baby, because you ain't the shit. You're not even, You're the, not fart. even the fart. Margaret Cho is on the show with us today. How exciting. Hollywood legend. So get into it and enjoy this week's episode. I know I will. You should Fucking hell. M. Oh. Mom! When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with a sloppy second. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213-536-9180. Oh, you know sloppy seconds pot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you slops, you stupid little fucks, you nuts little fucks, you dirty little fucks. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball, and that's Big Dipper. I'm wearing a necklace. Don't call, just text me. Because I'm sexy. Okay, you were saying that it was Beyonce? Yes. And I see what you're saying. You're saying the energy dress. Yes, but hers energy. is green, and she goes like this. Yes. I like that titty bounce. You can hear the necklace. Do you, oh. think, do you think you're feeling your oats? I think I'm just trying to look nice. Why don't you glue that back on? Because we have a special guest today. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. We, well, why don't you introduce her? Are you ready for our extremely special guest? Yes. She is an icon, a legend, a trailblazer, a badass, a dog mom, a tattoo enthusiast, also a cat mom. Please welcome to the stage, Margaret, Margaret Cho! Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Good, great. thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, we, thank you. We're thrilled to have you. Yeah, you, this is huge for us. You are taking some time off of the road because you're currently on tour with the Live and Livid Tour. Yes. And you're here with us on our podcast, which yes. is unbelievable. Oh, thank you, I'm honored, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you spend a lot of times with drag queens, right? Yes. You're, like, one of your close friends was... What's her name? Jackie B? <laughs> no, not Jackie B. Um, um uh, Monastat. Monastat. Oh, okay. She's my drag daughter. And oh. um I've I've been around drag queens my entire life. I mean, I grew up raised by drag queens in um the 70s in San Francisco. And yeah. so, oh you know, there's a long history of drag in my lifetime. So it's wonderful to see how popular it is now. Yeah. It's kind of wild, right? It's incredible. Yeah. Thoughts? She's like, the popularity? No. <laughs> popularity? Popular. It's a popular thing now. Um, it's, it's, no, you're doing a classic drag uh, thing right now, which is that you glued an earring to your chest yeah. for the yeah. illusion of a necklace. I like it. Absolutely. I like it. Well, because it's also, it's like a piercing. Yeah, yes. kind like, of. She got a dermal. Oh my gosh. We, Remember when those were so popular, people would just get them all over their face? Yeah. I've seen a lot of them like, uh, you know what really freaks me out is when they get it like in their gum line. Mm -hmm. You know, when they get like, like uh, a, yeah, a piercing up and they're like, yeah, their gum my gums could never. <laughs> my gums are so receded that my, my gums are in Reseda. They actually... Uh -huh. <laughs> 
There's some good gums living in Reseda. Like, it's there too far, my gums. My gums have gone too far. Oh, no. That is a very shaming experience when you go to the dentist mm. and they, like, do whatever the measurement is oh, on the gum. Do you know the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. The first time, I it had been a while since I went to the dentist. Mm-hmm. And I moved out to L.A. and I was like, you know what, bitch? I'm getting my dental hygiene together. Mm-hmm. And I go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. Now you get mad at me because I go four times a year for the Which cleaning. Which is crazy to me. That's so many four times. Four times a year? It. That's so many Quarterly. times. Quarterly. But then you have, you, have no, you have no tartar. It's better to go often than it doesn't hurt. Yes. And, and it's so not scary. The oh. first time I went, they were doing the gum measurements. And mm-hmm. they were giving four, five, bleeding, bleeding, mm-hmm. five, well, they, Whatever when they prick is. at it. I remember the last time I went, they went, we got loose gums. <laughs> yeah, the gums are like, th- that's the weirdest thing about aging is how far they recede. But also, you know what's worse is calculus. When they get that hard crust oh, on the teeth. Oh, yeah. When it's just like, you know, it's very, it's very meth mouth. Yes. yes. And you, you can know? like see it. You can like kind of dig in Ooh. it. Yeah. Meth India, mouth. India, Farah. Oh what? my She God. had that real bad. She oh. came for some girls and then Meme they just started culture. posting pictures of her teeth. Oh no, yeah. Yeah, those are good times. But some people, you know, flossing, you have to, like, why is dental hygiene as a child just abhorrent? Mm. We, I don't want to do it. But You're I remember kid. I used to run the, run the water and stick my toothbrush under there and just stand and then be like, it's wet. 30 yeah. seconds later, I did it. Like, why do we not want to do that? Well, can I say one thing? What? Little kids' teeth, they all fall out, so you're not really Mm -hmm. taking care of anything. You know what? That is true. It's like, what's the Mm -hmm. point of even doing it until you're an adult? You're not as um, emotionally tied to the longevity. Exactly. You're like, they're going to be gone soon anyway. (laughs) Um, I want to talk about your tour. Yes. There's a quote in in the announcement about your tour that says, celebrating 40 years as a stand-up comedian. Is that true? Yeah. 40 years? Yeah. Since uh, 1983. It's so crazy because I, I started really young. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was doing comedy as a kid, like, and I was going to comedy clubs. I had a partner, was a, I was a comedy duo with Sam Rockwell, who's uh-huh. a very famous actor now. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we would do these comedy shows and they, we, they, they like, we had to leave the bar because, you know, we were too young to be in there, but we could go on and do the show and then, like, leave. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing it for a really long time. That's incredible. That's insane. Like what a I mean when I think of you I I feel like you're such a household name. Mm-hmm. But literally at the same time I wouldn't be shocked if I went into a dive bar and you were doing a set for like 12 people and she'll then do like any, hanging the bitch out. will do anything. Yeah. I mean, you're the here. Will, you're doing this. I know. You, we were in a stand-up show together <laughs> one time and I was like, how am I on the same bill as Margaret fucking Cho? Oh, I, yeah, well, I, I mean, I think that like I have to do it because I'll get to, it's like going to the dentist. If you don't do it often, you get scared. Quarterly. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. You have to do it. Like I have to do it a couple times a day, I think. Really? In general, to like keep it like going to keep it moving because I'm so like I'll forget everything and then I get stage fright and then it builds and builds and builds and then I'll just never do it so that's why I try to do as many shows as I can I think like it just keeps me better yeah Yeah. keeps you in practice it's also amazing that after 40 years you're like not only are you doing it but it doesn't seem like you're doing it begrudgingly Oh, no, yeah. no, I love, love it. it. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's also, like, I just don't know how to, um, I have social anxiety when it's, like, just uh, people. So when I go out and, like, do comedy, it's, like, that's my social life. 
And there's a much. structure to it. There's a structure, and then I like I'm going on stage. I know what's going to happen, and then it's over, and then I can go home, and right. then it's like a really satisfying way to be social without having to engage in trauma. Well, <laughs> I'm sure people dump on you all the time. I'm just scared all the time. Well, I also I'm sober, so that's kind of the other thing too. Like. I can't really go to parties. I can't right. really go to bars. Mm -hmm. I don't really do any of that kind of stuff. So uh, for me, stand-up comedy is that. It's like my social life. It's like where I get to see my friends. It's where I get to just talk shit or whatever, yeah. and then I can leave. That's a muscle. I've been sober for a while, too, and that muscle of, like, when you do – I still go out to parties, and I still – um, like over New Year's, I went mm -hmm. to Palm Springs and Good. I hung out with a group of guys and mm -hmm. I purposely told myself, I'm like, go do this. Mm -hmm. But the whole sort of vibe was we're drinking, who's mm -hmm. doing shots, yeah. what party drugs are we going to do? And then we're going mm -hmm. out to the club. That was the plan. It wasn't, you know, all day long and they're not like, you know, whatever. I'm not speaking ill of them. I was just like, what do I do with my hands? What do right. I do with my... Yeah, I find that difficult right now, too, because, like, I don't want to be out drinking, but it's like, what else is there to do? Yeah. Well... What? <laughs> For me, as a drag queen. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, when I go and host my show, it's like everyone's just sending me shots to the back, and mm -hmm. I could have some, like, self-respect and be like, please stop, but I don't. <laughs> and you take not them yet. all down. And I take them all down, and I black out on stage. <laughs> Which is, a, there's a place for that, too. Sure, that, that's, sure. That's, and I think my party is, is the perfect place for that. It's fun it for is. that. <laughs> it's fun for that. I've done a lot of that, you know? Yeah. And so now it's really just like, for me, stand-up comedy is a good way to encase the social experience and make it safe mm -hmm, and right. also exciting. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I love, and I love the way that from, you know, from, I've never, I've, I don't know that I've seen you live, but I've definitely seen a lot of your specials. And from the way that you tell stories and the way that you engage the audience, it doesn't feel, you never feel scared. Mm -hmm. You're always like, oh, she knows what she's up to. Yeah. And then even if there's a stumble, she's so fortified that like she'll just go over here for a little bit and then come back. Like it's very like we were talking about calming. Like it's yeah. very reassuring. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um and I learned a lot too. I'm really glad. Mm -hmm. yeah, we can learn. Informative. We can learn. <laughs> well, you recently what? Are you, you talking about the most recent one on P the stand-up special on Peacock? Well, I wanted to say you open uh a couple I I a couple sets I've seen that are circulating where you talk about fresh off the boat mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you basically land with, um, you said we fucked it up so bad that yeah. it took 20 years 20, for, yeah, it took, for well, another Asian uh, American family comedy from network did, television. They didn't have Asians on television for like, they had a moratorium of Asians for like, for like a quarter of a century. Cause of you. Cause of me. What, did you, <laughs> what so, do you mean that you fucked it up so I, bad? Just, I'm just kidding. Oh, like okay. it's more like just when, when we did um, on my television show in 1994, all right. American Girl, which is 30 years ago, wow. they were like so excited about bringing a non-white family to television. This is first Asian American family show on TV. And so much of it was like supposed to be based on my stand-up comedy, but I'm like a dirty, filthy nightclub yeah. comedian. Yeah. And so they were trying to make it like a kid-friendly show. So that's probably where the disconnect happened. Yeah. But um, it was very hard. It was really hard to be sort of the face of that. And then they just didn't have another Asian show. It took so wild. over 20 years for um, them to come back with Fresh Off the Boat. And now it feels like um, there is 
been an upswing in a lot of Asian representation in TV and film. Yes. And it's so exciting to see super so exciting. many projects. It's super exciting. And it's super like, it's it's a long time coming. Right. And it's still relatively new. Like, I mean, it's still it's still a growing. So I, I would love to see more happening. I like when you, um, you know, like when you're watching something and then you pop up in a guest star mm -hmm. and when you listen to a lot of these people like uh, a Fire Island movie mm -hmm. or like like see you pop up in Nora from Queens, there's a conversation it's like obviously you're hilarious and great and fun to be in the show. But there's a conversation of like, how could we not put Margaret Cho in this? Like she blazed the trail yeah. for like queer comedians, for Asian comedians to have these big projects. And so yeah. it's so fun to see another generation like. And definitely I'm guilting everybody into making <laughs> their show. Like, you would not have this if I didn't do, you know, like, of course I use like, that. Run me yeah. my role. You better. You and better. it's a recurring. Yeah, I have no pride about it. I'm like, you know what? I, no, I definitely think it's, for me, it's job security. Right. Like, trying to <laughs> make sure to get my foot back in the door. Like, and I love that, like, everybody is so kind and gives me the space to do stuff. It's really fun. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really thrilled about that. That's amazing. Really That's nice. So cool. We have to ask you about Marishka Hargitay. Ooh, yes. You did SVU, yeah? I did SVU. And she was on All American Girl. That was one bum, of bum, her first bum, bum, acting bum, 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 jobs. What? Was she was on my show before SVU. So this is like gosh. really long time ago. So yeah, 30 years ago. Incredible. That's wow. insane. Wait, what did she play on your show? She was a bartender in, um, I think the club was called Frotage. <laughs> and uh, she was in the show, and um, she was just gorgeous. Oh and God. she is still gorgeous, yes. of course. But yes, I, I was so excited to be on SVU. That's so incredible. What is a day on an SVU set you love like? SVU. Because I'm obsessed with it, but I'm like, these actors are like booked for like 12 hours, and then they yeah. leave. Well, they get everybody... Um, Go for starts usually in Chelsea Piers. They have the studio built in there. And so it's, um, you know, you go in and everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody on that show has been on that show for over 20 years. Yeah. Whether that's, um, you know, anybody in the crew or like makeup and hair, all of them, they know what they're doing. So they have it completely dialed in. And then you go and you shoot stuff in like, we were shooting all over in Chinatown. Yeah. And the streets are busy, like New York is busy but they're managing to shoot all of these things inside the hustle and bustle of New York City. It's so incredible. It's because everybody knows what they're doing. Wow, so that's I, so crazy. I'm really impressed by the professionalism and also the um, just the metal that they have, that this incredible ability to shoot in the busiest, most craziest city ever. That's nuts. I, I thought they would like shut down the block and like no. be like no one oh, come by. Yeah. Nothing shuts down. Nothing is uh you know and they deal with the sound the way the sound is in the city. So if wow. sirens are going by, it's just part of it. You know, they let all of the natural New Yorkness come through. I mean, I think that's why the show is so successful is because it just exists within the city it's shot in yeah. so seamlessly. Yeah. And I always like watching it and being like, oh, I've been on that street corner. Oh, yeah. I blacked out over there. Oh, I threw up on that corner. You know, yeah. I mean, just like simple things like that. It's yeah. so great. And, and um, you know, Olivia Benson. It's just, just, just so iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I like when she has short hair. To me, that's the most iconic, but they're all... The earlier seasons. Those were the good. good ones, too, where she would get, like, just the full season would be all about her. Mm. And then they would be like, remember the one where she got kidnapped? Oh, my God. And it was, God. like, a five-episode mm. arc, and she was just in a bedroom for five episodes. It was so good. So good. She's I, just so good. I yeah. wonder if it even... I mean, this is a dumb question, but I wonder if it even feels like acting anymore because... Like she has, she's not playing any other characters. She's just been this character for that long. Well, she like knows, obviously she's she yeah she knows what she's doing. Like when and you know I've got to work with her really intensely, and so when we're doing the scenes, she's really um, playing it all different kind of ways. So you get to try That's to cool. tr try different ways to approach something that seems kind of simple, like an interrogation scene. She'll come and like look at it from different ways. So it's very generous as an actor to work with somebody that's like knows her their their character so well right mm -hmm. that they can just come at it from a different angle so it's really i love that i think it's really cool we need to get you on that show yeah you got to i've tried i've when i lived in new york i well, auditioned twice but we'll just, we'll start maybe a dead hooker you know what i no, mean something like that well, there's like a million like if you think about like <laughs> a million things that you could be you could sort of be a you know like a Figure in the nightlife. You could mm -hmm. be criminal. You could be victim. There's a lot Ooh. of places we I can go. I want to see you. I want to see you. They. And when I'm, did you open the door? But you're like the eyelashes here. I'm, the wig is so. No, you're like you're like disheveled in the oh. morning. The morning after, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Did Wanda come home last night?" And you're like, "Haven't seen her." <laughs> <laughs> Who's that's Wanda? What I, yeah, that's what I see. All right, <laughs> let's take a break. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it? Maybe bed. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yep. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this, like make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. You, those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're and back. We're back. <laughs> 
Um, okay, recently this interview with Cat Williams has sort of gone super viral. Yeah. And Cat Williams is talking a lot about um, <clears throat> getting an invitation to the Illuminati, Ooh. turning down fifty Ooh. million dollars for a deal. You know, like all of these sort of like Hollywood things that you hear about. Yeah. What is like what is the most Hollywood experience or like what do you know about that's happening behind closed doors or what have you been invited to? You know, yeah, I've never secrets. been invited I've <laughs> never I've never been invited to the Illuminati. I uh -huh. still don't know what that is, but I'm not at the level of Cat Williams, who I absolutely love. Oh, me too. Yeah, I love Cat Williams. I mean, I think it's just he can, he's such a, he's probably like the best, he can read. He just yes. reads people to fill, yes. just snatches everybody's wig. Like, it's just, it's unholy how good he is. Yeah. Just snatching wigs and snatching, he's just the best. But um, I think like, the most Hollywood thing is, uh, somebody warned me like really sternly, don't ever park in Milton Burrell's parking space. <laughs> and I think it's like really like, um, this was like in 1985 <laughs> or something, and I was invited to the Friars Club, and the, you know Milton Berle's parking space is like really. First, it was all the handicapped spaces, and then it was Milton Berle's space, and they're like never park there. And I think somebody had parked there, and he really read them. But it was like this thing where it was all of these people uh, going. It's like all these old comics would get together and like do sets for each other. Oh. So it was like it was just like Joan Rivers, and it was. Um, Don Rickles and uh, Steve Allen and everybody would wait for Milton Berle and he would do comedy. And it was just, to me, it was a very intimidating experience. They put way too much uh, mayonnaise in the shrimp Louie. Like it was a very like weird kind of mayonnaise salad experience. Um, so that's the only thing that I was really like openly invited to. Yeah, that's so funny. Were you well-received as you were coming up in Hollywood? Kind of. I think because I was just so odd. So nobody felt really threatened by my uh, appearance. Everybody mm. was sort of amused that I was just this, this like young Korean kid kind of around. Right. And so I was I was taken care of very well. You know, huh. people like um, Joan Rivers really took uh, a notice and shined me and took care of me a lot. And, um, you know, I, I think I was really lucky and I found a lot of great comedians who really enjoyed my comedy and also wanted to see what was happening, what what else would happen. Right. So that was really a good place to be. Did you ever feel like you were like kind of singled out a little bit? Because I feel like you were one of the first comedians I ever saw performing and talking about queer rights and mm -hmm. like being non-binary and mm -hmm. kind of that information, which was like new to me when I was hearing your stand-up specials. Yeah. Did anyone ever say anything to you about that or like try to make you tone it down? Oh yeah, totally. And uh, like also, uh, you know, when when I would talk about drugs, that was oh, a big yeah, deal you, too. Uh, never talk uh, about drugs. Like, sex, never talk you talked about, about drugs. sex toys hard yeah, for a while. Yeah, I still do. Okay. Like I think all that stuff is really important to yeah. talk about and yeah. discuss. But yeah, like queerness, um, any of that stuff, was so uh, incredibly outlaw. Um, and the p people that I was really responding to in comedy and in art, I think is like, I was all about Sandra Bernhardt and Madonna's relationship. To me, that was like everything because it uh -huh. seemed so cool yeah. and it seemed so out there. And um, so that to me was like, oh, that's inspiring. You know, I love that. Do you, did, would, did you have an example of someone who was really using their voice that you 
saw and you were like, oh, now that I'm in front of people, I'm going to say this? Or did it just come naturally to you to be like, you know what? Racism sucks. And <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we should question authority. Like, I guess it was mo- mostly probably people like uh, Richard Pryor because he was mm. very honest and like very forthright about all of all of his life, whether right. that was how racism affected him, how drugs affected him, all that stuff. So to me, he was a really great example of how to be, you know. And then I think um, just watching somebody like that rise and, and of course, become so powerful and, and then uh, deal with, like, the def- difficulty of his disease, his diagnosis, yeah. his death. Like, it was, like, really, to me, it's very intense. So I was lucky enough to know him a little bit near the very end and I work with him some, but you know, like I, I just think he's not, he's not brought up as often in conversation of somebody that was really pivotal right. to the way that we think about comedy and the way that we think about truth in comedy. Cause that conversation has evolved so much and even more so now with people doing comedy on TikTok and, you know, getting through as, as many sort of like cultural revolutions and like peeling back the layers of our wokeness and our brain. Mm -hmm. Like what is funny? What is acceptable? What are words we can say? What are words we can't say? Um, Yeah. I think it it is such a fascinating thing to see. I mean, you do such an amazing job of being earnest, speaking about issues that really matter. Mm -hmm. And then like belly laughs, like gut, chuckles thank you and i think a lot of people are nervous like a lot of people are like no i'm meant to be the clown i'm meant to entertain i mean even us i mean we're on a podcast like this is a long form we've been doing it for years we just spill what's in our brain but sometimes we go like people don't want to hear us be super political yeah people don't want to hear us like speak up they want to hear us like tell dirty jokes about sucking dick in in the parking lot Mm-hmm. Which we'll get but to. that is political too. Like you know, if you're putting your life in a in a, a space that's public right. and a life that is contested, like there's so much homophobia, mm-hmm. there's so much mm-hmm. anti drag, there's so much anti gay stuff out there that to be openly sexual and right. celebrating that and laughing about it is incredibly political. So both sides are political, whether it's openly talking about politicians right. uh, or just talking about our lives. It's incredibly important. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. We are doing the work. <laughs> Margaret Cho says we're, we're doing, doing the work. We're doing the work. <laughs> and like the thing is, is that we can find profound in the things that are profane. Like the thing Ooh. that's blowing my Ooh. mind, this is like What's not even a joke today. I was like blown by, blown away by Ice Spice on the TikTok sound that's going, bitch, you think you're the shit? You're not even the fart. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's so deep to me. That is deep. So, it, girl, I was like, holy sh-. Wait, like, I was like, wait, hold up. It's incredible. You think you're the shit? You're not even the fart. Like It's there. And it's like, <laughs> what's crazy is that she is somehow putting the intersection of cool uh-huh. and absolute absurdity together, yeah. which I think is something Cardi B does. Like, yeah. so it, good. And it is, it is, you're like, that is the hottest lyric in hip hop right now. The hottest. And you're literally saying fart. And, and but you, put, <laughs> you think you're the shit, but you're not even the fart is like, to me, I, I mean, my kingdom, for the, the, the intelligence to come up with that. Agreed. Yes. That read is so, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Nobody can come back from that. Nobody can. Nobody, who's going to even come? You can't step up. No. The only person who could come back from that is Cat Williams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Like, I would like to see his response. But that, to me, it's really like, that is it. That's Incredible. all I need. Incredible. 
Okay, speaking of the youth, Ice Spice being the youth, <laughs> you have also sort of for years talked about your sexuality and sort of gender in a mm. way that a lot of people were like, well, what's going on? You're bi, you're queer. Like what? Everyone was like always questioning. And now all the kids are like, we're pan and we don't care and who cares? And yeah, whatever. Uh, nothing matters. Why? 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 Why are you in my pants? I love it. Yeah, I love it. I like. Well, I like the idea that it's like gender can be evolving, and also we can actually not conform to what's been laid out for us, and that we can like find a forge a new path. Right. So to me, that's always really interesting, and also very like. Oh, illuminating, like, oh, I think that's what I've been this whole time. Yes. Right. Which is cool. Well, I, we were having this conversation. Was it with you? Maybe we were talking to Delta? Mm-hmm. What was the conversation? It was with a drag queen. <laughs> it might have been me. <laughs> we were just talking about the evolution of identities mm-hmm. and how that there are some people who are like, oh, if I was 17 now, mm-hmm. I would be a woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, at yeah. this point mm-hmm. in my life, I would be a woman. But that was just was not an option It wasn't for an me. option because we didn't have the language to, like, know what it was. Or mm-hmm. the it, we had no example. It was right. just, like, mm-hmm. I feel different. I guess I'm gay? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so, it, it is such a, it, that, to me, is a very profound sort of thought to be, like, you know, born in a different time. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. whole trajectory would be different. Huh. Huh. Should we take a break? We should. All right. And we're back. Do you know Wicked? You ever seen Wicked? Yes. You like it? Yes, I love it. Okay. What about the second act? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good. Only it, the first act is good. It's all good to me. I mean, okay. as a whole, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't really think about. I can't. Now I, think about it a second. If you think <laughs> about it a little bit harder, the second act kind of doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this what? is a campaign that people. But I'm just on. trying to say, if they're gonna rework Wicked, mm-hmm. maybe we get rid of the second act. Okay. That's so does that mean you're not going to go see the second film when they release it in two well, parts? I don't know. I've heard that they're splitting it right in the middle of Defying Gravity. Oh, so it's going, ooh, ah. And then it'll, and then you got to see But the, the second, second act of most musicals is kind of like that, though, don't you think? Yeah, yeah they try to like, rush you out. It it's usually like 35 minutes, and they're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And usually, get... like, the second act, I'm kind of, I'm always, like, at the second part of an edible you know, like when you go to the and I don't do it anymore. But when I used to go to the theater and get you'd eat an edible at the very beginning, mm-hmm. or like right before, like the interlude, you know, to do the music, and then by the second act, you're super confused. Yeah, you're just like, what happened? But the first act is so good mm-hmm. on an edible, but then the second act, you're like, I don't know, I'm trying to stay awake. I always feel that way about that, like mid second act sort of like ballad torch song. Mm. I'm always like, I don't need that. I get it that the character might need it. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the Olivia Benson musical, she may need to sing that <laughs> song to get her, Absolutely. you know, to go back to the pixie cut or whatever. But <laughs> she cuts like, her hair on stage. <laughs> yes, yes, every night. Oh. But oh, we're for, me, for me, I'm like, keep it up beat. Like, I want to <laughs> see, see the production numbers and then yeah. the bow at the end. Yeah. You're a mess. Yeah. Um, quick question, just because I heard you talk about it. You used to party with Anna Nicole Smith. Yes. Well, I um uh, it's actually you can watch it on her TV show. Oh, yeah. So you can see and I hadn't drank I hadn't drank alcohol for like years. And then I went to her house and you 
had this like sculpture. She had an ice sculpture and you would throw a shot of Jägermeister into the mouth of the Anna Nicole sculpture and then it would come out the vagina. So she and I <laughs> did shots of Jaeger off of the top. Uh, Howard was pouring them into oh the top. Gosh. And then Anna and I were sucking them both simultaneously out of the ice vagina. So I feel like I don't need to do any more drugs or drink. Yeah. I no, know, I've done that. That's the end. That's iconic. That's so iconic. So that wasn't in the show. But um, <laughs> it was it's me and her and Kathy Griffin and the wrestler China. Oh, yeah. China. No longer with us. I know. Who's iconic also. Very iconic. Very iconic. Wow. How do you keep an ice sculpture? Was it just for the day? It's not like it was just for that for that event. Just for that. that there was nobody at the party except for us. Oh, and then the, um, a couple of her family members. I feel like that happens a lot for rich folks where they mm. throw parties, yeah. but there's only like 10 people. Yeah, nobody there. Because they're like, it's got to be a tiny circle. Very yeah, because you don't want people to talk about it later. Yeah. Well, uh, well yeah. she's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have a little game that we like. Have to you been play. to one of Kathy Griffin's oh. dinners yet? Yes. They have look you? so yes. fun. No, 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 no. One of our friends has. Our them. friend oh, you said she had a wonderful time. Yeah, do you, you should. Know Ryan yeah. Asher, comedian. Ryan yes. Asher. Yes. 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 Ryan. She goes a lot. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, those look wild. They, yes. look, they look like a power a power group. Yeah, and Sia always sings. Just like seated at the table. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So she she will she's good Is for that a, a, a bunch of songs. <laughs> We should ask Sia about we the Illuminati. <laughs> she's very, uh, yeah, she's so beautiful, and she'll she'll always sing. You can always get one or two out of her. Wow, that's incredible. Very to cool. have her live. Oh. oh, her voice is so spectacular. So Does she like it? You think? I think she'll. She doesn't probably love it, but she'll do. <laughs> she'll go along with it. Yeah, because you just because it's kind of like you know do some jokes yeah, for please, us. Like, please, please, yeah, do it, do it, do it, oh, do it. Yeah, do you each go around the table and do your talent? No, no. I, but what it is is that Kathy sort of orchestrates it. So Kathy wants to uh, make sure that everybody has say of like what their, you know, what their opinions are. And so she kind of like wants to hear from people in a very organized fashion because it's like it's chaotic because there's so many people. With that many yeah. personalities yeah. too. So I she, love she's that. a conductor. It looks fun. That's one of my, I, it, that's one of my LA goals is to like be in a room full of people that I've, seen their work mm. yeah mm -hmm. and like it's happened a few times but on a smaller scale mm -hmm. i just feel like that's a while i have a couple friends who are tv actors and like they were like oh yeah we went to this weird how you know party and then she listed everyone who's there and i was like that sounds like prime time television <laughs> I've, yeah. I've been to one of those and oh, I, you were at I one of those i had a panic attack mm. i had a full-blown panic attack and i was like i have to leave i have to go say what it was well i'll bleep it wait which one the well the one you got hired to go to oh i did a birthday party mm -hmm. And it was like just everybody, like dancing I just like dancing wild. everywhere, and it was just like insane. Mm -hmm. And then I like walked up to, I was like, I love your music, uh -huh. and she went, "You're beautiful." And then I dropped the glass, <laughs> oh my god, and it shattered. And she looked at it, and then looked at me, and then walked away. Wow, <laughs> it was just like uh, it was just the scariest moment of my life. Are you ready to play a game? I'm ready. Okay, this game is based on the 2008 Tyra Banks interview of Beyonce, entitled Beyonce My Name, Say My Name, uh -huh. where she asked her questions based on her name, but they were like rhymes. Mm -hmm. So we call this one, Slap, Slap My name. name! And this is just gonna be rapid fire questions based off of things that rhyme with your name. Okay. Kind of. Margaret Ho, what decade do you think was your sluttiest? Um, I think uh, my 
40th decade, my 40s. Really? Oddly. Oddly. No, that, I mean, isn't that when people get their... 40s are slutty. Oh, I heard it was like your dirty 30s. Yeah, dirty 30s too, but 40s, uh, you, you're like, you, know, you go for it in a different way. Okay. I think there's something about it. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Margaret Slow, what is something you like to take slowly? Um, <laughs> the stairs. <laughs> Same. Oh, no. What? Sharded Cho. When was the last time that you sharded? Like, it's a shit and a fart at the same time, but in your pants. Of course. Um, I, I mean, you know, I, it, it, You're it, not even it the happens fart. often. It's, it happens so often. No! It happens often because I have, I don't know, I, I have a loose stool at times. I just uh -huh. eat a lot of oranges, citrus season. <laughs> so I get very into fruit and I eat a little too much. I get l a very loose. Yeah, I drink a lot of coffee. Oh, it's, that'll do it. It's, okay. You know, it, it's 50-50. Mm. We have a friend named Lucy Stool mm. in Chicago. That's great. Yeah, she's, we call she's her Lucille. She's a beautiful queen. She's we call her Lucille. Queen. Lucille Stoolington. Target <laughs> Cho, what's the most money that you think you've ever spent on a trip to Target? Oh gosh, probably about two hundred and forty-four dollars. That's almost always like because you always end up yes. getting like a bunch of body butter mm -hmm. and like an eyebrow pencil and and you know like oh it's just and then it's twenty dollars you know like you yeah. get like something that is like wait why is that forty dollars and oh you know but then you don't question it you like see the price and you're like I guess yeah I'm like fine <laughs> okay fine Margaret Blow do you like trick candles on birthday cakes. No. You thought I was gonna ask about because I have I I don't I have a, I have a little bit of that COPD. I can't be fucking with it. I can't. She can't. Margaret Homo. Do you remember the first person you ever came out to? Uh oh gosh no, but I think that I did spend like a good portion of the eighties coming out. Like you know when you're young mm -hmm. and like you're real like militant about being gay, you just start violently coming out to yes. everybody. That's so annoying. I'm so <laughs> glad I'm over that. But I hate that. I know. I, I was coming out left and right, and everyone was like, we know. Yeah, everybody Stop. knows. Yeah. Everybody knows. What about now? Does anyone ever say, like, assume you have a wife at home? Me? I, I don't know. It happens in so life. It happens. You, I could see that for, but me, when I'm out, I'm like, thank you. Have a good day. Bye. It happens to me a lot, and I, I, it's easier to just walk. I'm, I'm leaving a store. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like I don't need to turn around and be like, I suck dick. <laughs> but I do sometimes get that urge, that mm -hmm. like militant urge of like, let just everyone. Come, I'm gonna know. come out because I came, like, I came of age during like ACT UP, right, mm. and Queer Nation, and when being gay was like this very like combative thing. Yeah. yeah. So you would just. Like come out really angrily, in like these jean shorts. That they was before jorts, jorts like lesbian made jorts. Uh -huh. Yeah, so annoying. Oh. <laughs> I'm gay. I'm fucking gay. I'm gay. up. Yeah. Carpet Cho. Do you like shag carpet or smooth hardwood floors? Answer for real first, and then we can talk about genitals. <laughs> I love a smooth hardwood floor. Really? Because I've got allergies, so oh, I need to just man. I need to mop. No dust can be down there. I got a vacuum and mop every day. Really? Yeah, what? I do. I do. How do you feel about like a, a Roomba that does it for you? I uh I have too many stairs. Mm. Mm. 
So I would love a Roomba, but it's just, I would have to have one for every floor, and it's just too much. Uh, right, too yeah. If one could climb up and down stairs and oh. do the stairs. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Then we got a problem. That's then the robots much. are taking over. Yeah. yeah, that's sentient. I don't want that in my <laughs> it's house. Too much. Yeah, it's very sentient. I, I, when you think about what could be in the carpet, that, like, makes my skin crawl. Yeah, I mean, I just never, I could never have carpet because I have too many allergies. So there's no way. I mean, yeah, no. Okay, now what about genitals? What about genitals? Genitals, like I I do like a bit of uncut. um, And I like, uh, like foreskin, I like, I like, but it's got to be clean. Sure. And I like pubes. I like 70s pubes. Yes, same. I want it untouched. Yeah, 70s pubes, like no trimming, like very like hairy butt, hairy asshole, Mm -hmm. hairy butt. I like, I like a lot of hair. I think it's, I don't know, there's something about it that's just really like beautiful, natural. I was just a quick d- detour. Yeah, quick. You yeah, know when you like got twenty more of these questions. Cupping an ass. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then like your fingers are in the crack. Yeah. And then if you like rub up and down. Uh-huh. This guy had so much butt hair that like there was resistance when yeah. I was rubbing up and down. That's nice. That's nice. I yeah. like I like super hairy. You're like, like that. Yeah. Get, the, get the comb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Style it. When back. it's real wiry and beautiful, I think it's really strong hair. It's nice. Yeah, yeah I don't like when they're it's all straight. Yeah. That we can trim. Because that looks wild. It looks yeah. like it's wearing a wig. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this wig. A merkin. <laughs> there is something that I'm really into about freshly shorn balls. Mm-hmm. But with shorn. shorn, 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 within fucking twelve hours, it's stubbly. Yeah, stubbly. So well, it's like can... just just let me know right after you shaved them, mm-hmm. and I'll touch on those for hours. But then the moment the stubble comes in, too I can't sharp. deal with it. Yeah, too sharp. Yeah, prickly. Margaret Toe, <laughs> you like having your feet played with sexually? No, because I have uh, had so many recurrences of toenail fungus that I've actually had to have toenails fully removed. (gasps) Did it work for you? It did, but they came back kind of weirdly bumpy. So they came back really deformed, but they do, it did work. So they're. Because he's they're got clear of the issue. They're clear of the issue, but they're not aesthetically no, because they're bumpy. They're bumpy. So it toes. just looks like, but there are no, there's no fungus. Interesting. But they're bumpy. I think you go to my toe lady, and she can maybe make them smooth. She could she probably get some smooth, real shiny yeah, too, just to buff them down. That's what I do. Like I buff them down, mm-hmm. but the fungus is gone. That's cool. But it took the dis- just an extreme measure of right. actually removing, removing the toe, and that's also weird to not have toenails yeah. for how long. They grew back over about six months, but it took a long time. When they're half up, that must be so weird. It's so weird. It's super weird. I love that. Half up. You know what I mean? I just love that image. Half up. Started at Cho. If we didn't start the fire, who did? I didn't write this one. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who didn't? uh, Who? I don't know. Who? Um, <laughs> those people doing the gender reveal. Yeah, yeah. The oh, fuck. they did start fuck all the them. Fire. Hopefully, we don't have those anymore. Hi, gender they, reveal. They, they seem to have gone down, haven't they? They've gone Trisha down, Paytas but Trisha did. Paytas just did one, mm. and it's just kind of like, what's the point? Yeah, like, why? Why are you deciding before the person who is meant to decide, which is the child? Right. Yeah, the child should decide. It's exactly. <laughs> That's like the revealing. It's also of like, like baby clothes and all that could just be genderless and like. What, why does it have to be pink and blue? Why does it have, does it have, to, have be to be gendered? I don't know. Yeah. Oh well. Who knows? Garnet Cho. What's your birthstone? Amethyst. 
I'm a Sagittarius, December, so I think it's Amethyst, right? Oh, I don't know. I believe it's Happy Amethyst. Happy belated birthday. Thank Happy you. Birthday. Mm. Margaret, oh, who was <laughs> Margaret, oh, who was the last person you owed money to? I don't know. I don't no, know. No debts. She said I no debts. debts. I don't, I don't think no debts. You settled yeah. your debts. I don't, I don't have any debt. I don't think I have any debts. <laughs> Margaret Monroe. Have you ever dressed up like Marilyn Monroe and saying happy birthday? And Or would you? I haven't. I would. Um, I think... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I have that shade of blonde is wouldn't work for me. I would have to have it like maybe closer to an orange blonde. Yes, for it to work like a uh-huh. warmer. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, I do. I think Marilyn is is so brilliant. You know, she's wonderful. And if you go watch her movies, she's actually like so much more yes. than people so realize. Funny. She's so funny and it's just so cool. And really interesting. I just watched The Misfits the other day. She's very interesting, very tragic in that. Lots of tragedy and pathos. Very interesting. But I have not done that. Someday. Harness Cho, where's the weirdest place you've worn a strap on? There was one that was like a, it was like a karate kid one because it was a forehead, like a unicorn. That one didn't stay on, but it was very, very karate kid. I like the thigh <laughs> harness. I think that's a good one. Or I like a, I like a um, a fieldo, which is a sort of a self. Uh, it's not a double ended dildo, but it kind of works as one. It's like an in- internal harness. Oh yes, so I've it's seen a, those. you hold it in and then you use that. I think those are cool. Yeah, I was always I've always been very. I'm not obviously deeply versed in. Um, uh, that side of queer sex, uh, but I was always like, you know, uh, queer women who are wearing the strap on and topping, where where are they getting the pleasure? And a lot of them that I've talked to have been like, oh, I just like getting my partner off. And I'm like, well, when are you They're, getting off? Well, you you figure it out, you work right. it out. I mean, unless you're stone, that's a different thing, you know. Um, but I, uh, I think it's very pleasurable to sort of feel like what it would feel like to have a penis. Right. You know? yeah. So there's a lot of um, excitement around that. I mean, I'm really not very mask, and I'm not a top, so I can't really speak to it that much. But right. at times I've had done it, it's really, to me, it's really fun. It's really satisfying. And I think it's cool, the one that allows you to feel. Because yeah, then you that also sounds really the interesting. Then, it, then it's like, like it's even more like uh, yeah. affirming of like that top position. It's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it'd be interesting. interesting to fuck someone without an internal sensation, like obviously a mental stimulant. Yeah. and like you know being turned on, but like you don't you feel don't feel it. Feel it. it. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right. Farm it, Cho. Do you have any vegetables in your garden at home? I do. I have tomatoes in um, my herb garden, which is always there. But uh, the strawberries are not. Uh, they're not giving me fruit yet. I think it has to be hotter. Mm. Starlet Cho, who is the most famous movie actor in your phone? In my phone? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think, I'm not sure. <laughs> Margaret Thoreau, David Henry fan? Are you a fan of David Henry? I don't know. Yeah, probably, I guess. <laughs> Incarnate Cho, do you know Charlene Incarnate? No. Oh, you would love her. She's a queen from Brooklyn. Mm. She's nuts. Mm. Margaret Tableau, if someone were to paint a Renaissance-style painting of you, or for you, what images or scenes would you like to be featured in the painting? I always love it when they're on a swing. <gasps> yes. Like a swing of flowers. Yes. Like made of, like, vines. Oh, gorgeous. Oh, that's gorgeous. So pretty, yes. 
Margaret Tarot. When was the last time that you had your tarot cards read? Oh, it's been a few years. Do you I believe mean, in that stuff? Yes. not Yes and no, because I think it's really, it's all just sort of made up. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's also fun. It is fun. Why not? And sometimes you hear what you need to hear. Yeah. And Always. that's like it. I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, you know, to me, it comes down to who's who's doing the reading. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like... It's, well, I would like to have Cat Williams do my reading. I know. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's going to read somebody so good. But sometimes it's like magic, right? Like if you see someone do a magic trick and you're like, oh, brother. You know, like it's kind of a, an eye roll. But like if they're cool about it, you're like, that was amazing. Yeah. I think it's the same thing with tarot cards. Yeah. Anyways, that, that was... That my name! Shut up, faggot. All right, we'll uh, we'll be right back after this. And we're back! Okay, so your tour, Live and Livid, you have upcoming tour dates. Um, what's it like to be on the road? You've been doing it forever. I love it. Yeah. I will always do it. I mean, to me, it's just um, so powerful to be able to go out and just like go different places all over the world and do stand-up comedy. Yeah. You know, it's a really exciting thing. And um, there are people who have been coming to see me over and over for years and years. And so it's wonderful to see them again. So I, I just really treasure it. You know, I think it's something that I will always do. Um, we did a lot of dates this year last year in Florida, which was really good because so many people were like, oh, you know, they're advising travel advisories for gay people not to go to Florida. But what about the gay people who live in Florida? You know, you want to go for them. Make sure they don't feel left out. You don't feel like we're abandoning them to this. So it was really good to do that. Did you feel any awkwardness or yes. were there protesters at the show? No, or there were no protesters or nothing like that. But you you feel it like, you know, you see so much like Christian signage, you, yeah. you know, like um, I, I, I get so freaked out yeah. um, about all of the the kind of like the like the bumper stickers of, you know, like with God and guns and Trump and all that stuff to me is just really like hell. It's so I weird. I don't understand how. They can equate the one thing to the other to the other. Yeah. And it's like, you see the God and guns and Trump Doesn't all make together. Any sense. Like, and they're, all, like, they're all so different. It's all the same. And you're like, no, no. it is not. It's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> it's I mean, not it's the like same such a weird. Also, is, you, have you heard the reports of what Trump smells like? No. Oh, he shit. smells like, yeah, uh, ketchup, <laughs> a butt, BO, man makeup. <laughs> That's disgusting. Ketchup. ketchup. Oh, because he's probably eating all the eating all he eats all the, is McDonald's. Yeah. Ugh. Ketchup, a butt. A, a butt, butt, probably because he's like probably because it's not like showering. well, there's the diaper, the diaper, and then bo and makeup. He's well, not, you know what? He, Sounds like a drag queen at the end of the night. <laughs> you know what he's not doing? He's not squatting in the shower to make sure he cleans his butt. I think that that everyone should do that. He's got to have a deep squat. You know, he doesn't have an African net sponge. <laughs> I do. I know he does not. He you are needs, correct. If he anybody needs, needs the African needs, net sponge. He needs oh an God. African net sponge. Oh, my God. Those scrub, too. They Those really, are nice. We all need one. They're so amazing. You can get the back. I mm-hmm. love getting the back. But he doesn't get, you know, he doesn't get all the way in there. No, he no. probably, like, kind of rubs the front and is like, the water he lets will the get water. the rest. <laughs> he lets the water yeah. run down. Which you can't do. You can't do no, you that. You have to clean your body. Too many people do. You have to clean your body. Clean your body. 
Um, it is so crazy. The Florida thing is so crazy also because there are so many gay people in Florida. Mm-hmm. Like, Fort Lauderdale is there. It's like the gayest place in America. Yes. And it's like the, the travel advisors are like, don't go. It's an unsafe place. It's mm-hmm. it's such a wild experience. Yeah. Well, it's so scary. Are there any other scary places you've gone on this tour yet? Not, well, like just Tennessee. there, like. Uh, Tennessee is no fun. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go with this this time yet. So, I mean, but, you know, you just, like, we shouldn't have to be scared of our own country. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't have to be scared of our own people. Like, yeah. it's not something that we should be scared of. Like, I don't know, I don't know what it's going to take. Cause, and there's queer people all, all over there, so I don't want to leave them behind. That's good. I love that. That's nice. All right, it's time for our final segment of the show, which is called... Well, what? Did you say that for everyone in Los Angeles, the show on February 6th is going to be at the Largo? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, we were saying it now, and then we'll say it again at the end. Okay, just double-checking. If you're in Los Angeles, you can catch Margaret show at the Largo. Do they call it Largo or the Largo? I think both, but Largo, yeah. Largo. Largo. What's about the coronet? The coronet is the building that it's housed in. Oh. So the coronet is um, the old theater, which that theater has been there for over 100 years. Got it. And Largo is... ensconced within that complex. You know, everyone's got a name for something. But anyways, February 6th here in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. You know, because I was like Largo at the Coronet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never knew. Thank yeah. you for the answer. I told you, I learned something every time I listen. Perfect. It's now time for our final segment, which is called Fuck Talk! Talk. Ah! We've kind of been doing this a yeah, little we time. Like, but but really this good. is a time when we can share an explicit, wild, crazy, embarrassing fuck talk story from our past, present, or future. Yeah. Mm. 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 Um, you said that you were going to kick it off. I didn't say I was going to kick it off. I was just telling you something that happened to me yesterday. And I think you should share with Margaret and I. Mm-hmm. So yesterday. <laughs> so yesterday. I was, um, I had been speaking with this person for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we were getting quite friendly. And they were like, well, um, do you want to come work out with me? And I was like, yeah, I'm actually like on a fitness journey. So like, let's do that. And they were like, well, great. I have passes to my gym. And so I got there. He was like, well, I'll meet you in the parking lot first. Mm-hmm. And we met in the parking lot. And he gave me a blowjob in the parking lot nice. at the gym, which is not crazy. It's crazy for me because I've literally never done anything like that. Mm-hmm. But then when we were done, he went, all right, see you later. Closed the door and didn't work out with me. What? Wait. I was like, was it bad? I actually wanted to work out, I but I think he was leading with rude. like, let's work out to get me there. And then once it was done, he was like. He was offering you the passes? Yeah. Oh, that's a dangling carrot. And that's rude. That carrot away. Well, I, ha- I, ha- I did then eventually just go to my gym. But yeah. I think it is a bit rude. I think it's rude. I mean, what. Do you think it's because he didn't like me after the blowy? Maybe. I think that might have been it. As Either he, that or he got his protein and he didn't need you anymore. There you go. He was like. <laughs> no, he Front did, seats? He said, uh, back seat. So the two of you got out of the car. But that's weird, though. I think that's rude. I think, no, I, I think. Oh, leaving. I, I mean, I th- I'm still on leaving. I don't okay. think the, ba- the back seat is fine. <laughs> it's fine. We, did, we just moved the front seats forward. Like I told you to do. Yes. And I have okay. an SUV now, so there's more space. That's good. Back. Yeah. Was that's the moonroof open? No, and it has little shade windows that like go up and <gasps> oh, click good, up, and good. so we were like click click. But I will tell you, I accidentally like hit the child lock on oh. the door. So when it was time to get out, we were both like, oh, oh no, <laughs> trapped. Yeah, trapped a little bit, and I had to crawl through the front. I just think it's rude that he left, and what do you didn't work out with him? 
That's just rude. Yeah, I think that's rude. Yeah, I find that rude. What? Wait, who? What? What? I'm never going to tell you. Did he, has he texted you since? He texted me, uh, like, He texted you gym pics after working out? He texted me, like, like two or three hours later and was like, that's fun, let's do it again. Oh, so in his uh, in his mind, when he said "let's work out," he meant "let's hook up." Oh, I see. It but wasn't I, that I was yeah, like, you I wanted like, to work I out. Yeah. I thought this was just like a you, plus. Yeah, but he was just using it as a ruse. Yeah, like yes. a, almost like a a metaphor. Right. I'm gonna work you out. I yeah. have gym passes. Yeah, like a metaphor. He, gym passes meant I have an unhinged jaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It so was, was like, it. I'm it proud was, of you, you also, getting out here in these streets. I'm really getting out in these streets. And yeah. I've told my therapist, and they were like, you know, sometimes sex is dangerous. You recognize that, right? And I was like, I do. And mm-hmm. then we moved on. Yeah. Yeah. I recently went to a spa. Mm. A Korean spa? Yeah. A regular spa. Okay. And when I was there, this guy was like, He left. Okay, sorry. <laughs> he left. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> this guy was like bouncing his dick at me. Oh, you know, uh-huh. using the dick muscle to like oh, wave at me. Oh, uh huh. And I looked at him and I was like, I know this motherfucker. And I had met him off Craigslist like a few years ago. Oh. And I had been out to like his business mm-hmm. to suck him off in the stairwell, like underneath mm-hmm. in like the office building. Okay. Can you tell his parents don't love him? No. <laughs> okay. And so I was at the spa and I was like, oh. But it's not, it's really not a cruisy spa. Mm-hmm. Like guys, it, it was like all gay dudes and like a lot of like sort of like showing off, but no action was being taken. And there were enough non-gay dudes like in the space to make it like wildly inappropriate mm-hmm. to engage with anything. Mm-hmm. But everyone's like scoping each other out. And I'm like, where's the like little room that people go to? Like so yeah. many other places, like if you like, you know, look at the message boards or look up on Reddit or like whatever, they always say like, oh, you know, if you go into the secondary locker room, there's always guys hooking up in there. Like, mm. that's the, you know, like, no one catches you back there or whatever. Well, I think you need to make a little note in the comment box. Yeah. I was like, there's make nothing. Where's the like, hookup room? Yeah. So he, because I had recognized him from Craigslist, I left without doing anything. Mm-hmm. And then I e- I went and found in our email exchange and I emailed him. Mm-hmm. And so then I drove up and I sucked him off in like some weird yoga room of like a house he was house sitting. Oh, so good that you did find a place. Yes. Oh, but he w- yoga mats for your knees. Yeah. He was house sitting. He was like, come over to my brother's I, house. That's always weird. Going into a stranger's home. Yeah, you gotta be careful. I mean, also this is the season for the hobosexual. So there's a lot of people out here now looking for places to live. And using sex as and a word. Sex is, see, heard that one before, but it's my new personality. But yeah, don't you know, like, there's people out there that, like, hook up just for housing. Yeah. That happened to me one time in New York, mm-hmm. and the guy uh, hooked up with my roommate and then ended up um, stealing a bunch of his clothes. Yeah. And leaving in the night. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, if you're in my house for longer than 45 minutes, we got a problem. Yeah. Do you host? Do you ho- you host people in your home? Yes, and I have to tell you, we don't have time for it today, but I have to tell you, I met the guy who I gave the toothy blowjob to. He gave someone a toothy blowjob, and then that person called into the... No, oh, no, tweeted. they tweeted about it, and it was really rude. I Was it the dentist? I <laughs> pride that's myself... Because that's why you go to the dentist. That's so. four times a year. <laughs> I pride myself on giving really good head. Uh-huh. Um, but I do also, like, carry tension in my jaw. So, oh, like, no. <laughs> when, when I'm tired... 
it's bad, but when I'm like engaged, it's great head yeah. and there's no teeth involved. Yeah. And so I was sort of bragging about giving good head on mm -hmm. this podcast and a gentleman tweeted, you know, Dipper gave me a blowjob. It was really toothy oh. and we talk about it all the time at our gay brunches. Oh my goodness. And I like found this tweet and we've been trying to figure out <laughs> who the fuck Kyle it was. Kyle talks about it all the time yes. at our gay brunches and we were like, fuck Kyle. And oh so my then God. I was out on Saturday night and this guy stopped me and he goes, I'm Kyle. Oh my God. And I looked at him and I was like, you're Kyle? And it took me a while and then I was like, okay, I did suck you off. I do remember. Mm. And I was like, do you have like a really thick dick? And he was like, I do. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay, I think because I was like, did I suck you off? I don't know. And then he described my apartment to oh. a T and exactly where I lived. And I was like, okay, What's yes. I don't have people over. Yeah. Um, and then my pride was trying to find reasons why I was bad at the blowjob instead of just accepting oh. that I gave a bad blowjob. Yeah. In the reality, like he just had a thick dick and my jaw was tired. And he Can't goes, win. and Can't then he win. goes, I mean, I came. I mean, yeah. Oh. It's like, well, God. Well, that's all you and I was like, come. you also never said, Excuse me, it's a yeah, little toothy. Yeah. Figure it out. Like he never said anything. And they talking shit on me on the internet. Kyle, do you did you ever used to cruise? Was that something that you would do? <laughs> no. Um, but I did have a friend who said, if you ever see anything weird on the street, it's cruising. And I find that to be really true. Like I saw this one guy, speaking of dentistry, he yes. was flossing his teeth sitting on a curb. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cruising. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cruising. So if you see anything that's off. And it's you're like, cruising. what's it's cruising? There's a that is okay, so and then true. we're gonna wrap up. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say, do you know what Sniffies is? No, Sniffies is a new website. It's a map-based cruising app Ooh. that, unlike Grinder, uh -huh. um, is like you can put your dick as your profile. Okay, and it's literally like. Um, Pre-looped, cleaned out, ready to get fucked, parked in the Tesla, you know, at the, you know, like, come fuck me in front of the LA Fitness or whatever. Oh, good, good, good. So it's good. it's this, like, tech-based cruising thing. Mm -hmm. the, and you can set up groups. Mm. So there was a group that would meet up in West Hollywood and free ball. Mm. And it was about a block. Like, they would set the, they would say, it's from this street to this street on the block. We're going to stroll up and down. Everyone's going to be free balling, like, shaking their junk at each other. Oh, good, good. And then if you I feel, I love if it. you feel like hooking up, like, go off and do whatever. But the point of this group is that we free ball for one hour. And locations based. I love that. Up it's, and down this it's block. It's kind of like the November <laughs> challenge of, like, going and, like, working out in the park. Yes. Everybody gets yes. together at a certain time. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. But I imagine if you were a person driving around looking for parking on the yeah. Okay, you see guys, 20 guys and you're like, like all these guys are the same and I feel like I'm seeing cock. Like what's going on? Yeah, cruising. Good for them. You see something weird on the street? It's cruising. It's cruising. Okay, Margaret, thank you so much thank for being here. Thank you so much here. for being thank here. You. If you're out in the world and you want to see Margaret Cho on the live and livid tour, here are some upcoming dates. February 6th, Largo in Los Angeles. February 22nd, the Paps Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ooh. February, February 23rd, the Egyptian Room in Indianapolis. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Indianapolis, Indiana. March 29th, the Fillmore in Philadelphia. March 30th, the Byman? By Ham Theater, Theater in, Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. April 11th, the Paramount Moonwater Festival in Austin, Texas. And April 12th, at the Texas Theater in Dallas, Texas. You heard it here first. Go see Margaret on the Road. Thanks for being Thank here. You so Thank much. you.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. You can send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. And you can sign up for Mom Plus Gold. You get full uncensored video episodes of Sloppy Seconds plus monthly episodes of our bonus show Sloppier Seconds and uh, BTS from our recordings and tons of ad-free content on Mom Plus Gold. You can sign up at mompodcast.plus. Goodbye! To get access to our full uncensored video episodes ad-free and one day early, sign up for Mom Plus Gold at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Engineered by Margot Padilla. Editing and sound design by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.